0: As we were singing that song, Amazing Grace, and it says, um, my chain's been broken, what God showed me was when we were young, or when we were young in the Lord, we may have been chained up to something. And it's like elephants, when they're babies, they put a big chain on them, and it's around their leg, and they pull on it and they get so far and they can't go any further. But as they grow up, that chain doesn't change. But it's in their mind that they say, I can't go any further. We have all had chains put on us, or we've put chains on ourselves. God has come and broken those chains. And you can move. You can get away. If you were in addiction, and God has come and broken that chain, you are no longer bound by that chain. Whatever was holding you back is no longer holding you back. Don't think you have to stay where you were. God has freed you. There's, a,
1: there's been a message preached today. Through all our worship, through all the songs, through what we just heard from Carl and the word from Jeff earlier. There's been a message preached today. And I hope to be able to help summarize it up here in the next few minutes. But we are here today to uh, celebrate, in a way, our Independence Day, which is recognized as, in America as July 4th, which is tomorrow. And, um, but before we get to that, I, I have a video that I'd like you to see.
2: 1776 a dream was birthed from the pens of our founding fathers a big dream a dream so dangerous to the world that it needed to be protected a dream that all people are created equal it may not have been perfect but we still strived and reached for a more united union because democracy compels us to dream. We are a nation founded on radical ideas of freedom and peace and the pursuit of happiness. This is not a static nation. This is a living, breathing country, stretched and pulled and pushed in different directions. But at the core is freedom. Because democracy necessitates freedom. We may not be perfect, but we press on to correct the wrongs and injustices that exist, because democracy requires justice for all. May we always remember that democracy was forged in the furnace of sacrifice, and a democracy whose people don't sacrifice is no democracy at all because democracy requires sacrifice. So today, we celebrate our great nation. We pray that our hearts would be turned to God and that He would continue to pour out His blessing on us. We celebrate our freedoms and remember our missteps, all to honor the great and dangerous dream that we are one nation Under God, indivisible, pursuing liberty and justice for all.
1: Liberty and justice for all. What we just heard from Carl this morning and what God birthed in his heart is, is God's heart for all, that we wouldn't be bound by chains, chains of our past, the chains of oppression, whatever it might be. God desires liberty and justice for all. That's what founded our country was a desire to be free from the tyranny and the oppression of Britain. That's why there was a a declaration that says, we declare ourselves to be independent of the oppression of the authority of man overseas. We declare ourselves to be independent of the things that would hold us back from being free to demonstrate what our Creator purposed us to demonstrate. We read in the Declaration of Independence, and it says, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, and they are endowed by their Creator, our Creator, the only Creator, God, with certain unalienable rights that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We have an awesome opportunity in the United States of America, in California, in Yolo County in Woodland to pursue life, liberty, and happiness. We can do that freely. Some of what skews that, and what takes us off the mark is sometimes our pursuit of these things actually does not lead to happiness, sometimes does not lead to liberty, sometimes steals our life, but God has given us an opportunity to freely demonstrate true life, true liberty, true happiness. My title this morning is Press On and Level Up. Press On and Level Up. Where's that come from? Well, not from me. <laughs> it was something that God kind of spoke to me this week as I was struggling in our sewer, which is like an unending thing at our place. It's just a constant battle. I've, I've learned to almost embrace the smell, uh, but it's... Uh, or it's embraced me, and you tell me when you're around me if it's embraced me. But as I'm out there struggling to, uh, we have a, a dog kennel, and and one of the things that dogs do is they eat, and then they produce. And so, therefore, we must have a sewer, and it plugs up constantly. But as we were working through it today, or not today, but this week, I um, God was just speaking to me that there is... There is amongst us here in this church and in this city, we are on the precipice, we're on the verge, we're on the edge of, um, of living a life without boundaries. Where's that song, Oceans? Josh, you, and that's why I said the motion or the message has been preached already today. I think I'll find it here. All right, I've got a whole bunch of things here. So Josh, it's all messed up now. Or this is Warren's, right? (laughs) Sorry, Warren. Um, Spirit, lead me where my trust is without borders. Let me walk upon the waters wherever you would call me. I, I truly believe, and this is what I've been hearing amongst us, is that this is our heart's cry. That, God, we would be able to trust you without borders, that, that we could walk upon the waters wherever you would take us. I heard a message recently where the, when Peter stepped out of the boat and started walking on the waters towards Christ, we, we look at it and say, well, the storm that was around him really affected him, as if walking on water was, was an easy thing to do. With no storm, it was still going to be difficult, right? Right? And we're saying, God, we want to be able to walk upon waters wherever you would call me, regardless of the storm and regardless of the fact that it's water. Lord, I I don't want there to be anything that holds me back. I want to be able to live my life without borders for you, truly walking out a life, liberty, and happiness as you've designed it to be, Lord. I, I, I believe this is our cry, and this is really where our heart is, but... There is forces at work that say, No, don't you dare go outside of the border that has been created in your life. No, don't you dare go out in the storm. Step back, be comfortable, be dependent. There's things at work in life that are what I would call they're they're states of of bondage. There's states of things that we can be a part of or that are a part of our life that keep us bound up, that keep us imprisoned or or in chains. Whether it's oppression or depression or anxiety or confusion or division or dispersion or distraction or poverty or abuse or regret or resentment or hopelessness. These things exist. And for some people, they're so real that life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness can't even be understood. And some of that exists right here and is in this room with us right now. Is it oppression, depression, anxiety, confusion, division, dispersion, distraction, poverty, abuse, regret, resentment, or hopelessness? Does that exist here today? Because that is not a life without borders. That is a life where there is life, and the border is well-defined. But there's this, other, there's this other life of bondage. There's this state of, of imprisonment or, or chains, and, and, it's this, and it's defined in comfort and complacency and apathy, religiosity, man's agenda. That, too, is well-defined borders. What I, I know our heart's cry is the song that we sang is, God, I want to have a life without borders. We're even walking on water regardless of the storm is possible because I'm going to do it with my eyes set upon you. My eyes are above the waves, Lord. I know that's our heart's cry, but these other things exist and, they, and they're in our lives and they're the things that keep us from walking that out. My encouragement today is this, press on and level up. New levels. A deeper walk, a higher mountain, new levels. Dependence versus independence. When we are held in a battle, a struggle, we can find dependent, we can be found dependent of the issue of life. What's that mean? That means that my life only exists with the identity of my dependence on my bondage. My life is my anxiety. My life is my poverty. My life is my hurt. My life is the abuse. My life is defined by the cell that the enemy has placed me in this jail, this prison, this chain. We are to be, in, uh, we're, we're to, to declare our independence as Christians. We are to have our own Independence Day. No longer to be defined by the things that we've become dependent upon. But it comes with sacrifice. For you to be independent, there must be a sacrifice. Oh, but Lord, I, I've sacrificed enough already just being independent on my jail cell. No, 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 son, what you're not understanding is the sacrifice has already happened. See, see you don't have to sacrifice anymore because I sacrificed it all on the cross for you. So the sacrifice has happened. The Independence Day is inevitable. But you must choose to no longer look back on the thing that put you in prison, but look forward to what I've called you to do, and I will set you free. We can be found dependent of the issue of life or free and independent, independent of sin and fully dependent upon the Lord. To be dependent about, on something is, is to uh, be subject to the control of it. So if I'm dependent uh, on anxiety, then I'm subject to the control of anxiety. If I'm dependent because of, a, of abuse, then I'm subject to the abuse. If I'm dependent upon poverty, then I'm subject to poverty. If I'm dependent upon God, then I'm subject to God. And all the blessings that he has available to everyone that chooses. Chooses. Not sacrifices, but chooses. I choose to no longer walk dependent in these things. I choose to be dependent upon him and all that he has for me. I choose He sacrificed, I choose. Independent, not subject to the control. Declare your independence. America wrote a declaration of independence to the country that was holding them bound by their laws and by their ways. They declared, no longer do you have any dependence No longer do you have any authority over us. We as a country declared that. No longer does your authority reign and rule in what we call the United States of America. They declared it. And then what happened? A war broke out. Why? Because the country that wanted to have authority over the United States of America did not want to see them become independent. We, this morning, declared our independence and said, I want to live a life without borders, freely for you, Lord. And maybe you've said that in your life already, and you said, God, today's the day. It's going to be you and me. I'm going deeper in the Word. We're going to another level. I'm going to press on, and we're going to level up. We're going to new levels, God. We declared our independence. And then what happened? That which had authority over your life says, no, we're going to do battle over this. And because we're going to do battle over this, we'll sometimes retreat back to the comfort of our jail cell. Because the sacrifice of battle is just too much. Oh, it was hard. It hurt. I, I, I'm fighting with people I've never fought with before. I, I I've got new thoughts in my head. I'm just struggling. My health, this, that, the other thing. I don't want to enter into the battle, so I'm going to retreat back to my bondage. But I'm here to encourage you to say this: press on, level up, because your independence has been declared and the sacrifice has been paid, and you will find victory. On the other side, we've been in the book of Acts, and I'm having a hard time moving through the book of Acts because we, you get t- two chapters in, and big things happen three chapters, four chapters, five chapters, and not a lot's going on. And this is, this is who we're to be as a church. It's like, wow, I, I want to embrace this. I want to know this. Uh, know it like, like we hear in the scriptures. To know God is not to just know of God, but to experience him, to truly know him. I want to know this. And, and so in Acts chapter 5, verse 12, we'll go there, and it says, Now many signs and wonders were regularly done among the people by the hand of the apostles. And, and just paint this picture for you. So they're, they're, they were all together in Solomon's portico. Uh, signs and wonders are happening. Uh, uh, people are being just wrecked for the Lord. I mean, they're being healed. They're being set free. They're finding their independence. Um, none of the rest dared join them. And, and this was, some had doubt. And they'd just seen what had happened to a couple by the name of Ananias and Sapphira. And they didn't want to be a, 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 a like them. So because of their doubt, some did not join them. But the people held them in high esteem. There was a great amount of respect because of the integrity of what was going on. And more than ever, believers were added to the Lord. Multitudes of both men and women. So that they even carried out the sick into the streets and laid them on cots and mats. That as Peter came by, at least his shadow might fall on some of them. The power of the Holy Spirit was so real and so evident that day. And should not be different in this day. That that people just wanted to be in the presence of God's people. What? They, they wanted to be in the presence of God's people. Who, who are God's people? We are. Those that say, I believe. I'm God's people, you're God's people. And these folks wanted to be in their presence, because in their presence, the Holy Spirit was so at work that just to have the shadow fall over them would mean they would be healed. The people also gathered from towns and around Jerusalem, bringing the sick and those afflicted with unclean spirits, and they were all healed. Now, they powered up or they pressed on and leveled up. There was was some big things happening right then. And and guess who didn't like it? The the same one that doesn't like it when you try to go to another level. And, 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 And so he worked amongst the Sadducees and the leaders of the temple of that day to try to oppress what was happening. So the high priest rose up and all who were with him that is the party of the Sadducees and filled with jealousy, filled with jealousy. See, our God's a jealous God too, and the enemy's is equally jealous, just not equally as powerful. So what did they do? Because of their jealousy, they arrested the apostles and put them in the public prison. Remember, that the enemy has no authority over God's people, yet he will do all he can to keep others from becoming God's people. So he, he wants us to be bound by or dependent of these things, these things of the flesh. Back in Acts chapter 4, they, they had healed that lame man. And, and then the authority of that day the, uh, at the temple, They again, it was kind of an agenda-driven thing. They, w- this was going to disrupt what man had created in the religiosity world of that time. And, and so this man was healed And so what did they say? Okay, I can't deny the fact that the lame man was healed, but quit talking about it. So we're going to give you that ground. And this is what the enemy does in our lives, is we're going to give you that ground, but that's all you can have. Stay there. And now your new ground becomes your new prison. And so that's what was going on for them, and that's what's going on for us. Your new ground... Is your new prison unless you decide that you're going to continue on in a life without borders. So they came back after they were told to quit talking about it, and they prayed for boldness. (laughs) Chapter 4 says this in verse 17, But in order that, that it may spread no further among the people... That this good news would no longer spread amongst the people. Wow, that, that sometimes happens in Woodland. There, there's some great news for Woodland. You've experienced the good news for you. It's the gospel for you. you you've encountered it for yourself. And it was real. It was awesome. It was life-changing. We had a church service before church this morning, back in the corner, sharing about how God's changed lives. Right, Jim? And The enemy says, okay, I've given you that ground, or you've taken that ground, and I'm not going to be able to take it back because you're his. But don't you dare try to get any more. And I'm here to tell you, press on and level up. When we boldly speak of what God has done in our lives and do it without apology, the Lord will set us free from the things that will hold us back. So in Acts chapter 5, verse 19, this was was after they put him back into prison. But during the night, an angel of the Lord opened the prison doors and brought them out and said, Independence Day. It doesn't say that in your scripture because I added that. But during the night, an angel of the Lord opened the prison door and brought them out. So they got imprisoned, and the enemy said, do not spread the word anymore. You can be in prison now. We're going to allow you to believe in Christ in your prison cell. But it has to stay within this cell. And and they were so resolute that I have to share what God is doing, that what went before them to free them, the angel of the Lord. See, the prison cell that you're in, you don't have to saw your way out. You don't have to break out. He'll break you out of that prison. You have to choose that I'm going to be resolved to the fact that I will share what God is doing in my life and what he can do in yours. We are going to allow the message of God of his son, Jesus Christ, his life, his life that died for them and resurrected again so that you can have a resurrected life. We're going to spread the news. And the angel of the Lord will go before you and set you free. He, uh, he lets them go. So what do they do? Exactly what we need to do. They go and stand in the same place where they were arrested. They go in the temple and speak to the people all the words of this life. Because I'm not going to be imprisoned by oppression, depression, anxiety, confusion, division, dispersion, distraction, poverty, abuse, regrets, resentment, hopelessness, comfort, complacency, apathy, religiosity, or man's agenda. I am not going to be imprisoned there. You have to say, I am not going to be imprisoned there. I'm going to step out and share God. I'm going to get out there and I'm going to demonstrate the Holy Spirit in my life. I'm gonna go out there and preach Jesus Christ crucified and risen again. I am gonna press on and level up. And when the so they go back and stand in the temple and speak to the people all the words of this life. And when they, the the ones that had imprisoned them, heard this, they entered the temple at daybreak and began to teach. And then they look over and see them. Now, when the high priests came and those who were with them, they called together the council, all the senate, the people in Israel, and sent, and sent to the prison to have them brought. So what happens is they're out there preaching again. And, and so the next day comes, they're out there. They, don't, they wanted to bring those that were in their prison cell to go before the council, and they were gone. They were bewildered. I, I, I pray that, that when the enemy comes back to continue to, to comfort you in your prison cell, he doesn't find you there anymore. Because he wants you there. I, I'm, I'm very aware, very aware of the severe need of, of anxiety that, that grips us today. This, this, this anxiousness that just gets us to a place where we can't even operate anymore. And I'm not here to say that's because you're a sinful person. It's not. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. It's not a flesh and blood battle. It's a spiritual battle. But it becomes very familiar at times. It's, it's our comfortable jail cell. Philippians Philippians chapter three, verse 12. This is uh, Paul writing this. And Paul had seen some extreme things. As we read his writings, uh, Paul was a very unique individual. I honestly don't know if he was here with us right now that we'd even really like him. Because he was very, very zealous, is what they say. He was very extreme. Before he knew the Lord, he was very extreme against the Lord. Once he came to know the Lord, he was very extreme for the Lord. And he writes in Philippians. But what he had seen... We're going to hear more of that in these upcoming weeks. I, I know that Elaine's going to be preaching, Pastor Scott, and different ones as as these future weeks come. But the church in the Book of Acts had come against a lot of battle. They had seen a lot of war. We, as a country, battled for our independence. That church in the Book of Acts battled for their independence we as a church today must battle for our independence. Independent of the things that imprison us and fully dependent upon the Holy Spirit that goes before us. Prepare yourself today for the battle. Prepare yourself not to be fearful of it. I I know when we go to battle that in the midst of Of the battle. In the very midst of the battle, you can have joy and peace and love. The fruit of the Spirit can reign and rule in the midst of the battle. That does not mean the battle won't happen. The battle will happen. But you can be free in the battle. And on the other side of the battle is a new level, a greater level. There may be struggles and there may be things that hold hold you down or ensnare you. But today is the day, and today, July 3rd, 2016, is a day that you can declare your independence. Now, now, if I say, well, I want to declare my independence from poverty, does that mean you're going to walk out here a millionaire? No, remember, a declaration of independence came before the battle. So the declaration doesn't set you free. The declaration declares your resolve. Set firm within you that I resolve, I am going to go after my Lord and all that he has purposed for me to be. And I'm going to leave behind the prison cell that ensnares me. I am going to declare my independence. Resolve that the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you and you must declare his goodness and love and compassion that he has for all settle it and press on to speak of a of a resurrected life speak of the resurrected life what's a resurrected life it's 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 the life that died and rose again a new life a more abundant life he will relieve you of your chains of your prison cell speak life speak freedom speak love speak peace in the storm demonstrate joy unspeakable. First Peter 1 Peter 1.8 says, You love Him even though you have never seen Him. Though you do not see Him now, you trust Him. And you rejoice with a glorious, inexpressible joy. Be the Christian, be the believer, be the disciple that they want to be around. Because the Spirit is working in your life and working around you. That even your shadow would help change a life. Live a life that demonstrates joy unspeakable. Press on and level up. Philippians 3.12 Not that I have already obtained this, Paul says. I am already or am already perfect. He, He hasn't already found perfection. He hasn't resurrected into glory yet. He's not perfect, but I press on, he says. I press on to make it my own. I, I'm not going to settle for where I'm at. I'm going to press on. There's another level. I'm going to level up. Caleb, put that picture up real quick. When I was a boy, this was like the video games of the day, these were awesome. Electronic football. What's better than electronic football? and it had like little blinking lights it was amazing graphics were off the chart forget about HD4 or whatever it is it's this was almost three dimensional this was the best and i and i remember there was different levels of, of difficulty that you would play and and i think it was my dad or somebody and he he was not a video game guy so it was very it was wisdom from the lord he said, maybe not, but he said this. He says, Doug, if you play a harder level, the, the easy levels will be really easy. If you, if you play something harder, then, then the easy stuff in life are like a piece of cake. And, and I'm telling you this, go after the hard things. Because if you go after the hard things, those little nuisances in life become nothing. Nothing. Go hard. Level up. Press on. Paul says, Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own. But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. Forgetting about what lies behind. What lies behind for you? Is there this, this meddling sickness in your life that just keeps holding you back? And That's what lies behind. Stop looking at the Oppression, depression, anxiety, confusion, division, dispersion, distraction, poverty, abuse, regret, resentment, hopelessness. Quit looking back, but look forward and strain forward to what lies ahead. He says, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. God is saying, you're going to be coming up to me. So... So I'm pressing on for that prize, where we come up to him. That's the prize that's above any other prize. When you won that little game, it was just a cute little song at the end. It was kind of deflating. But man, the song you're gonna hear when you spend eternity in heaven, it's gonna be incredible. And it's what we don't want people to miss out on. So we need to spread the word. Let those of us who think we are mature, and what he really says is let those of us who are mature think this way. Think what way? Think of the way that we're pressing on toward the prize of the upward call. And if, if, if anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that also to you. So dear God, what is holding me back? Reveal that to me so I can put that behind and strain forward i'm going to strain forward god i'm going to press on i want newer levels i want a new level in you and as i go to that next level lord i want the holy spirit to reign and rule so much that even people that come into the presence will be changed and touched My heart breaks because I know that we've been in prison for a very long time. And I know that our heart cries that we don't want to be there anymore. We know that there's more for us. I know that there's more that we can do. But I'm so dependent on what I've done that I don't know what to do. And I'm saying today, declare your independence. Because when you declare your independence the angel will go before you and set you free (laughs) I'm so tired of seeing people so bound up by the enemy an enemy that thinks he has control and he has none (laughs) God loves you so much he's not going to let you down Yeah, just because there's a battle going on doesn't mean that you shouldn't run out of the jail cell and continue to speak about how good he is. It's just a piddly little battle that's already been won at the cross. The sacrifice was paid. My heart hurts because this weekend people are going to celebrate the independence of America and many people will just celebrate 4th of July and no independence. You know, every country has a 4th of July. That's not what we're to celebrate. Tomorrow when you celebrate your independence, I don't want it just to be about the country. I want it to be your independence from all the things that have oppressed you and held you back. Will you declare your independence today? you all stand? I know there's people here right now. You're saying, I, I am, I've been bound by this. This is who I am. I've, I, it's so familiar to you that you don't know what life would be like without it. Bow your heads. Close your eyes, if you would. Dear God, I, I come before you, and Lord, I, I just entreat myself to you, Lord. I just beg of you, Lord. I pray that your spirit would reign in such a way that as we declare independence, that we will be set free. I, I, I just see chains falling off. Oh, and, and God, we come against the enemy. In Jesus' name. Enemy, no longer remind us of from where we've come. You shut your mouth. In Jesus' name. No longer remind us. Try to meddle with us about from where we came because we are moving forward a life without borders. And you have no authority over us any longer in Jesus' name. Jesus is our covering. It's his blood that spilled and covered us. Lord, I pray that the spirit goes before us, puts us back into those places in our lives where we should be speaking of you. When when the disciples were set free, they went back to where they were preaching the gospel. Lord, I pray as we're set free, we'll go back and start preaching the gospel. You've given us opportunity to preach, and then that opportunity was lost upon us. But you're going to give us that opportunity again, and I thank you in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray for this city. I, I know that there's going to be a lot of people around this church tomorrow. Oh, God, I pray that your spirit will be so thick around this building that just people that uh, encounter the shelter and the shade of this building, Lord, would start to understand peace and freedom, independence, Lord. Lord, I intercede for a city that needs to know you and how to be free in you. Lord, I'm tired of seeing the ravages of the enemy in the lives of the city. So, Lord, we intercede for woodland. We intercede for the people of Woodland, Lord. I intercede for the families of Woodland. In Jesus' name, I pray that families would come to know what it's like to be loved by one another, but to be truly loved by a Father, Father God. Oh, hallelujah! Hallelujah! Oh, dear God, we declare our independence because we are going to press on. We are going to level up. Lord, you've designed us to be created in such a way that we could have a life full of liberty and happiness. And I thank you, thank you. Thank you, God, for doing the work. Thank you, God, for winning the battles. Thank you, God, for giving us a free country wherein we can go and demonstrate hope and love for your lost sheep. Jesus' name. Amen. As we're singing. I, I want I want to give you the opportunity to come up and be prayed for it. and and I want to see chains fall off. And I want to see people set free, and not not to just walk around free, but to walk around expressing Christ crucified and resurrected. I mean that, that is why they were let out of jail so they could go out and continue to preach the gospel. And, and I want to see that for us. Here's where the hesitation comes in is, is you've done this before. You you've prayed for this before. And so there's, there's some doubt that has crept in is, okay, I'll go pray again and it'll be good for a week. Then the enemy will speak in my ear and then I'm right back to where I started. Nope. We just prayed that the enemy would shut up. That's not gonna happen. You're gonna experience independence. And with that independence, what had to happen for us as a country, we had to, we had to learn how to, how to operate on our own. So as a country, we had to establish our own governments, our own laws. We had to establish these things. So yes, you will become independent, but then you're going to have to establish a walk that's very dependent upon God, the one that gives you freedom. So I want to pray with you. I'm going to ask elders and other pastors to come up and join me in praying with you and declaring with you this independence and watching the chains come down and preparing us to go out and do battle. Please come as we pray, would you? And as we sing the song. Hallelujah.